for me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. The views on this show are not necessarily the views of KUCI, UCI, or its Board of Regents. To learn more about our programs on KUCI, log on to KUCI.org. My name is Ann. You're listening to Operation Community Stimulus. We have some exciting information that we're going to be sharing today with listeners from Shannon Buchanan. Is that correct, Sean? 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 How are you doing today, Ann? Fine. Thank you, Sean, for um, calling to share that information about, is it called ICON? Is that the name of your foundation? Yeah, so our our nonprofit is ICON, which is International uh, consulting opportunities uh, with nonprofits uh, in developing countries for professionals and students. Sounds like a really good program to me. Well, thank you. We're uh, we're really excited about it, and uh, we've been able to get a lot of uh, a lot of growth here in the past nine months as we're as we're ramping up. Could you share with the listeners a little bit about the story behind Icon, please? Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, myself, I am a, uh, a current student um, up in the University of Washington getting my MBA, and the co-founder and I participated in a global study tour about a year ago in March uh, to Thailand and Cambodia. And typically for graduate schools, when they do a study abroad tour, you're participating where you would do site visits to businesses that are in the country to kind of to take a look and learn about the globalization there. Uh, our program that we participated in was a little bit different where we were able to, to focus on kind of the professional for-profit industries and then in the latter week um, we were able to concentrate on nonprofits and when we participated in that um, we were doing some consulting with nonprofits in the area over there and it became very apparent to us uh, which ended up kind of becoming our tagline um, that nonprofits really need help uh, achieving sustainability. A lot of people are very passionate and, you know, they have a great idea and a great great cause that they go after, but they oftentimes don't know the most efficient way to go about it. So um, we kind of came up with the tagline of from passion to sustainability. And when we returned from our trip, we, we took a look around to see if there was any programs that would allow for students to, to, to apply their, their business skill sets or, you know, the, the application and the theory that they're learning in the classroom into a consulting international standpoint, and we didn't really see much around that. And what was fantastic is through some networking, we were able to connect with the organization called Global Brigades that does global study tours for undergraduates, and they offered us some fiscal sponsorship. Well, that really sounds amazing. So you're actually a student currently, is that correct? Yeah, I'm actually really excited to be graduating in June right now, but I'm, I'm a current MBA, mm-hmm. uh, and it's something where we're, we're really just trying to create more awareness, so we really appreciate being on the program here, and uh, just trying to let people know about with what we're doing and, and create awareness and see if we can grow it a little bit more and, and see if we can hopefully have more of an impact on, on the world um, utilizing business as a force of good. So when was your first trip? Yeah, so our first trip that we facilitated um, was actually down over in, uh, in September, and it was kind of like a pre-pre-pilot. 
um, where what we were able to do then is we uh, went down to Panama because with our fiscal sponsorship with Global Brigades, uh, they're focused in Honduras, Panama, and Ghana, and uh, just from the economic standpoint, it made most sense for us to go to Panama. So we went down there. We met through, uh, it was kind of a, a very fun and interesting time. We met with about four or five different nonprofits to connect with them to see how um, what they were looking to accomplish and how ICON could feasibly fit into it. Hmm. Um, but then also it was a great experience because we actually even went out cold calling um, with a woman who was helping us interpret uh, in a, uh, an area in Panama City called Ciudad del Saber, which is the city of knowledge, which is where most of the nonprofits are situated. Now, it sounds like what you guys do then is you actually network between nonprofits together. Is that correct? Correct, because uh, really what we try to come up with, and uh, in, in, uh, maybe get a little bit later on our curriculum, but the main thing with it is uh, that we're, we're not the biggest or the best experts, even though I've, I've been participating in these consulting trips and done some consulting on, uh, of my own on the side, but... Well, all we really like to do is, is do be that facilitation point um, to connect nonprofits and to connect professionals and to connect students because you never know who could show up on the trip. Hmm. You could have someone who has a doctorate of marketing who's a professional who wants just to volunteer. It could be that. And so what we are trying to do is, is just do that connection point to provide that opportunity for people and then let the, the progress, uh, you know, obviously have some guidelines and some recommendations so people feel supported and they have enough resources, but kind of be that connection point so they can organically build up their recommendations of what they would like to be doing. Well, could you share a little bit more about what, uh, tell us about your NGO partnership in Panama. Yeah, so uh, our first partner uh, that we were we connected with in September, and we actually just did a consulting project with them in December, is Alcons Positivo, and they're actually uh, kind of like the Boys and Girls Club of Panama. Hmm. And it's a it's a three year USA aid funded uh, project that works in the areas of youth development, violence prevention, <laughs> and they're a, a highly collaborative program aiming to strengthen uh, the work of the municipal governments, the youth centers, and the community organizations, as well as the community police and the youth development and violence prevention areas. And so, um, what we were able to do is we actually originally met with them in September to ask if they had any recommendations of any NGOs or nonprofits that uh, they could recommend for us to work with. And they actually, you know, were, said, "Hey, well, we could actually use a lot of help right now because the USAID is is nearing its end, and we're supporting 22 different centers that affects up to 31,000 at-risk youth." Hmm. And we'd like to figure out a way to, to try to get each of these uh, centers up and up and uh, sustainable. So they were actually looking for a strategic partnership and assistance. And so that was the, um, the really the primary partner that we worked with on this past trip. And then on the upcoming trips, we're going to be going down in, in March. We're going to be working with uh, Cambio Creativo and Sembre Arte, which are a couple of different organizations too as well. Well, what does a trip project look like? Yeah, so it's a model that we based actually off of what Harvard does for consulting. Uh, and there's a fantastic woman on our board of directors, Kate Goffles, uh, who actually leads uh, some international consulting trips uh, for University of Washington as well. And so she's helped develop this curriculum. And so what the trip is, is it's actually in nine days is to uncover the scope of the project. Um, because, again, it kind of comes from that humbling aspect where, you know, we, we have understandings of what the, our NGO partners had conveyed to us of what they're looking for uh, 
for the project, but when you start uncovering it and really delving into something when you're doing consulting, you can oftentimes find that uh, what the necessary items are that you need to do is completely different from what the, the partner thinks needs to be done. And so that nine days uh, is used to, uh, you know, encounter the, the expectations, make sure you don't have any scope creep, and, and really just kind of decide on, on what you would be working with on the project moving forward. And then afterward, because oftentimes some students are able to, to achieve credit for this, we have a 10-week program that goes through where, uh, you know, at different segments, they're working with a group of students and professionals together to come up with a recommendation that they'll actually work on. What projects are you planning in the future? Yeah, so uh, with those two partners that I, I just mentioned, uh, we're really excited to, to be getting down and working with a gentleman named Frank at Cambio, Q3, uh, Cambio Creativo. Um, it's an art and creative outlet for uh, at-risk youth that follows a nonprofit and social enterprise model. Hmm. And so they're actually located in a neighborhood um, called Cologne, which is a, an area that definitely has a lot of at-risk youth. And Cambio Creativo serves as an educational platform uh, that promotes critical thinking skills, determination, and self-expression through uh, the process of uh, exchanging ideas and skills. And so they actually have mentors from Panama City um, and abroad who help these monthly workshops for these youth uh, in Cologne on topics ranging from math, photography, and literacy. And so they're looking to, to diversify their revenue streams by developing and marketing to the projects created by the youth participants. Mm -hmm. And so what we're going to be doing is, is working with them and and trying to help them as far as uh, assistance with accounting, bookkeeping, and business practices. And then we have another one, Sebe uh, Arte, that we'll be working with that focuses on community development and improvement of the public spaces through collaborative art projects. Hmm. And it's really cool. Uh, and there's this area called uh, uh, Casco Viejo, which is right in the center of Panama City. And this organization takes these, these public spaces and it's kind of uncovering this whole other world that you would never expect because there's a lot of abandoned buildings in there. And so what they, this organization does through CSR campaigns is they go through and they completely paint and, and decorate on the interior of that and connect with the youth, uh, you know, the, the youth in the area. So what we'll be doing for them when we go down in March is, even though the organization's been going for about seven or eight years, is helping them develop a clear direct mission and vision statement, you know, key mm -hmm. performance indicators, uh, indicators and organizational planning as well. So this is all going to be done in, in Panama, is that correct? Yeah, so what we're, we're because we're a younger organization for, for the last, uh, for the, uh, we've only been going for nine months or so, uh, even though our fiscal sponsors have been going for eight years, mm -hmm. is we're really trying to, to make a huge impact uh, with, uh, you know, with Panama, with uh, the relationships that we've created at, right presently sure. and then you know uh, from a business standpoint you know they're down over in Southeast Asia and India there's a lot of areas that need, need as well hmm. but it's something where we'd like to prove the model with where we're at and then expand operations to other areas as well. Well I like to hear you going towards the art I've been uh, building furniture for kids to paint for 25-35 years. Yeah absolutely yeah. it's uh, I I, I'm a musician myself so mm -hmm. ah. it's a uh, what we've noticed mm -hmm. really is, uh, especially with working at Conspositivo, which mm -hmm. we was pretty close mm -hmm. with um, this past December, is it's really with the excuse me, what the students are able to to really have that incentive to do their homework and their math, and what really engages them, and, and you can really see them light up as sports and, and music and, and, and arts because it's something where it's it's very surprising of, uh, of when you're in a developing country. And even though Panama probably doesn't get as much credit as, as much as it needs to develop, is uh, 
the the at risk youth really don't really have um, much access to, to that at all, and so it's it's kind of an escape for the streets for them because there's actually a lot of gang violence on there, hmm. and it's surprising because you'll have these at risk youth who'll be ten or thirteen years old and they'll be in gangs. No, and I so think ha- I think that's I I mean this is exciting because the they say art allows you to develop the part of the brain where you solve your problems. Yeah, and 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 exactly, and that's um, that's it's been amazing for me personally and humbling in the aspect that I've been going, uh, you know, since September, and this will be my, my third trip in March, and I've, I've been able to see more and more layers, but then also see more and more impact of it really how much of an impact of just having a soccer league, a league and being able to, 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 to learn music and hmm. be able to paint and all that stuff can really have a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous effect on um, on at-risk youth in, in developing countries. It's been been kind of crazy uh, of how much we take it for granted up here. I think that's what I think I, personally I think that's what's wrong with our whole society as a whole nationwide is we have too much technical stuff but we don't have mm-hmm. the you know if you, if you can open up your mouth and sing a song you're creating something you know what I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> so hey what yeah, schools are you currently and actually well I, I want to interject yeah. with one thing mm-hmm. with that sure, because sure, what's sure. cool with the Cambio Creativo is uh, they're trying to the social enterprise model they're trying to create is they actually uh, the organization recorded the song with the youth that they work with and so what we're, mm-hmm. the plan and the hope is for us, if we can get enough participants, is to go down there and help uh, that organization be able mm-hmm. to take that song and sell that song uh, to create, be able to create some revenue for the, for the nonprofit to, co- to continue to be sustainable. So That, that is really exciting. Uh, currently, what schools are you working with currently? Yeah, so we've actually been talking to schools actually across from the entire world, but I would say the where we've been getting a lot of interest from participants and whether or not we can we can make it work uh, just as far as timing goes because a lot of the people are working and in still in school and then on student loans. But um, we have a strong presence because I'm actually from Seattle, Washington, up here with the University of Washington, uh, Western Washington, Seattle U. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've actually been able to, to connect down the West Coast uh, to Oregon, um, as well as Monterey um, and UCI Irvine, of mm-hmm. course, and we're working with Pepperdine and, and UCLA. But it's been pretty exciting that we've been able to get some interest from people from Columbia University, uh, as well as Georgetown, and we actually have a participant who hopefully will be joining us this March. She's actually from London Business School, which is the number one business school in, in the world. So I had a UCI student introduce me to you, and he's, yeah. he's passionate about, about the whole program, I can tell. <laughs> Yeah, Peter's going to be joining us uh, this March, and it's, he's been a, a tremendous help to us. And, and really, I guess that's, that's really what has propelled uh, both me and the co-founder, Chip Reno, is because it, we, we just were able to connect with these people who are as passionate as we are, even though we've been working there for so long, that it's been really humbling and, and, and really life-changing. We're, we're excited to see how much awareness and where we can take this. Who could, who could participate in the program? Yeah, so uh, we're actually, um, we work, we started initially looking at working with MBA students and graduate students who are in nonprofit management or Masters of Public Health and Administration, uh, but we've actually also, too, been getting a lot of participants, and so this March we're going to be having uh, a lot people who aren't current students, so either alumni from graduate students, but also skilled professionals, and then um, uh for instance, Peter, who has uh, quite a bit of experience in consulting work, we're able to take him with us, too. But we've also been starting to reach out and initially connect with uh, some corporate companies, which I can't mention, but looking at the fact that uh, they're going to be sponsoring some students or actually even sending some of their employees um, as, as, as maybe a trip to go down and to do some pro bono volunteer work as well. 
I think it's smart because, I mean, you know, everybody says, what about the United States? It's a worldwide problem to work together, you know? Mm-hmm. So, how, hey, how about the food in Panama? What's, uh, <laughs> tell, I, I, I know nothing about the food in Panama, something I've always been curious about. <laughs> you know, it's uh, to be completely uh, transparent with you and candid with you, Panama doesn't really do a lot of good things. Um, <laughs> they, they, they're, they're really great with their seafood. The ceviche is some of the best I've ever had. Um, and, and they have something called patacones, which is this kind of this fried potato thing that they do as well. Um, but they actually, to be honest, it's, I, I'm, when I'm down there, I'm craving food from the States just because it's, uh, it's mm-hmm. this interesting melting pot because mm-hmm. of the, uh, cultures you get from Panama, hmm. from the Panama Canal. So mm-hmm. you have, actually, there's a lot of Chinese food down there, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's ethnicities from all around the world, um, mm-hmm. but, um, it's, it's, other than the ceviche, yeah, I, that's which is pretty much I live off of. I wouldn't even recommend getting a salad down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say the best thing I've ever had down there was uh, I was able to get some fresh sugar cane that was dried out. Mm-hmm. I was able to chew on that. I think that's one of the most amazing things I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> that's that's sweet. Um, what's been the biggest accomplishment that that you've had with Icon to date? Yeah, so uh, it was kind of a culmination of uh, what we were able to do on this past December in, in, a, in a meeting where um, it, was, it was fantastic. We, we went down with three consultants, and we were meeting with uh, the chief of party, Michael McCabe, down there, and really taking a look at, at what we were going to be able to do and the impact with it. And um, what's great is, is they're going to be doing a formal presentation here in the next couple of weeks, but that initial meeting that we or that last meeting we had with him and, and uh, right before Christmas in December, uh, you could just see everything coming together as far as what we'd be able to have as an impact where uh, Mr. McCabe, the chief of party, is, is looking at the standard operating procedure those consultants are working on. is actually something that they're looking at uh, where USAID would publish it um, and use it as a platform that could have as much impact where they'd be use, using it for um, at-risk youth centers and recommendations all throughout Central and South America. So it's been pretty fantastic that um, we've been able to have that opportunity with it and we're there the consultants are finishing up the recommendation now so really excited to go down in March and, and, and get his feedback with that and see if in fact they'll be able to use that um, through pretty much throughout uh, USAID wherever they're they're looking to make an impact where would you Sean like to see the organization go in the next five years yeah so we're really excited uh, because uh, we've been able to, to really, the, in the last couple months, get a lot of, uh, of interest and in, in awareness created through skilled professionals. And um, a program like ours, you know, the feedback we've received and what we've noticed is it takes time to build where re- really um, our big thing is, is uh, our vision statement was to create the largest network of professional students and nonprofits across the world uh, to solve global challenges. So in the next five years, uh, it would just be to be able to, to, to find people like Peter, who has mm-hmm. a passion as we are, just to be able to create more awareness and strengthen that um, and then be able to expand uh, beyond Panama into to other areas where we can be able to diversify um, as far as, uh, you know, the, the, the partners and experiences that students would be able to have. But um, we, we've, the humbling part with it is even from this past trip in December, um, we've had comments where you know, it's been um, not for the consultants, but also the people participating. That it was pretty life changing for them, and uh, we would just like to be able to, to to continue what we're doing and be able to create more of those experiences for. Hopefully, we can utilize business as a force of good. Is the organization a nonprofit um, charitable organization? 
Yeah, so that's how we were luckily enough to, to be able to get going um, is Global Brigades is an established 5013C, and they mm-hmm. do undergraduate study tours um, that focus on, you know, water brigades and, and dental brigades and business brigades. And so we're under the arm of Global Brigades as a, as a, they're, uh, they're our fiscal sponsor. And so we are a 5013C, so what's great is um, we do have a program contribution that, that, uh, that students and professionals, people, um, are able to, to contribute to us mm-hmm. so we can we can maintain the operations that we have. But everything with that as, as a 5013C is tax deductible for them as well. well. I think you guys have got a good pro. sounds like a very good program. So I, I really appreciate it. And if, if anybody, if you or anybody else would like to take a look at any more information on it, um, our website's iconleaders.org. I looked at it. Very impressive. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Well, Sean, I want to thank you for sharing this information with our listeners here at KUCI. And um, you are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. The views on the show are not necessarily the views of KUCI, UCI, or its border regents. To learn more about our programs, log on to KUCI.org. And if any of the listeners have any questions about reaching Sean, you can always reach me through my website, which is OperationCommunityStimulus.com. Thank you, Sean. No, thank you so much, and I, I hope you have a great rest of your Friday evening. <laughs> you too. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.